The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, Denmark has a new king following the historic abdication of the country's longest reigning monarch, Queen Margarete II. Thousands braced the cold weather over the weekend to see the succession of the king in Copenhagen. Now, joining us to tell us the story of the oldest monarchy in Europe is James Rothwell. James, good morning. Good morning. Now, this uh, all went rather well, even though uh, Queen Margarete's uh, abdication was totally unexpected. It was indeed, and Danes were really profoundly shocked um, when the New Year's Eve address was made uh, by the former Queen announcing that she would step down uh, on health grounds. Um, I spoke to a couple of Danes at a changing of the guard ceremony in Copenhagen the day before the abdication itself. And, and they said that you basically got this situation where you're watching it in your living room, it appears on the TV, and then there's up to several hours of stunned silence where families were kind of absorbing uh, this news. So it came as a very big shock. But at the same time, uh, she was in her 80s and she'd reigned for five decades. So on some level, I think people must have known that the end of her reign was coming. They perhaps thought it would coincide with the end of her life, though, rather than voluntarily giving up the throne. Now, uh, King Frederick, I suppose a bit like uh, King Charles, uh, training for the role all his life? Spent all his life training for the role and perhaps expected that he would have been a bit older when he took it on. He's also a bit younger than King Charles. He's 55. And he's also very popular with Danes. When I was out in the streets uh, on the day that he became king, uh, everyone spoke very fondly of him. And one of the things that the Danes seem to really like about their royal family is it's a bit more understated, a bit even laid back compared to the British royal family. There was no crown or scepter in sight uh, at the ceremony over the weekend. And I think they've got a sense that he's a bit, a bit closer to the people, as it were. And that was definitely what came through uh, on the streets. Now, his nickname is Pingo, uh, as in Penguin. <laughs> and I believe it was when he was a frogman uh, in his uh, military service that his suit got filled up with water and he had to waddle along like a penguin. And that, that name has uh, stuck. But they do seem to have that uh, affinity with him. And they think that when he is now king, he will still participate as an athlete in the royal run. That's right. There's a real sense in Denmark that he's out among the people, that he's very approachable. We're talking about a very small country of about five million people, very close-knit communities. I'm told it's not unusual to see him uh, you know, out in the streets, and you can even go up and have a chat with him, uh, supposedly, which might be a bit more difficult if, if it was, for example, the, the British royal family. Um, and so they've got this profound sense, it seems, the Danish royal family, that they need to be approachable that they need to be seen to be among the people. And a big part of that, as you allude to, is is the king saying he'll still take place, he'll still take part in events that he did before he acceded to the throne. And one of those is the royal run, uh, where he puts his, puts his running shoes on and, and, and gets out there with all the other Danes. So uh, that will continue. Now, looking at the polls, he's very popular, over 80%. But there's someone more popular than him in the royal family, and that's his Aussie bride, uh, Queen Mary. 
That's right. Mary is slightly more popular than the king, according to one recent poll that put his approval rating, shall we say, at 82%, I believe, and hers was at 86%. Um, she, she's, she's very interesting. She was born in Australia, met the king at uh, the Sydney Olympics in the year 2000. She reportedly didn't know at the time that he was Danish royalty because he introduced himself as just Fred. Um, and I think that also speaks to this rather down-to-earth characteristic that he's perceived to have by the Danes. Um, and uh, indeed, many of the Danes that I spoke to in the streets on uh, the day of him taking the throne were, were not just very fond of him, but very fond of her as well. They said that she made lots of effort to learn Danish, that she from day one wanted to be a close-knit part of of Danish society, so she's very well regarded as well. Now, of course, there were rumours uh, circulating that he'd had a, an affair with a, a Mexican socialite. Now, she has a wonderful name if you're going to have an affair. Genoveva Casanova. I mean, you couldn't make it yes. up. Yes, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting name, and I think, I think the name you know, would have informed a couple of headlines probably in the reporting on this uh, particularly in the Australian press, which I think has taken a particular interest in that story due to uh, King Frederick's Australian-born uh, wife and now queen. Um, and, you know, it, it, the, the interesting thing about this is that it, it's being reported on a lot in Australian media and a little bit in the, the Danish newspapers, but I think because it's their monarch, they were perhaps more interested in uh, the sort of positive aspect of the uh, of the of the accession to the throne, rather than getting into the the business of this alleged affair, which Miss um, Casanova denies, um, and the royal household, I believe, hasn't issued a formal statement on. And as I said, the the mood on the day itself was was you know very very festive, very happy. Um, it wasn't something that came up in in interviews when I was speaking to Danes in the streets. Um, but it is in the background and, and uh, inevitably it is informing some of the public debate in, in Denmark mm. about the royal family. I suppose it would contrast with the British press if there was a whiff of scandal attached to any uh, one of the, uh, the, the principal members of the royal family. Um, everyone would be gasping for details. Yes, I think that's probably right. And there hasn't been a huge amount of reporting about this about this alleged affair. And in fact, the, the details are not, uh, they are not vast in, in, in quantity, but inevitably it's caused a lot of interest in, as I said, the Australian media because of that Australia link to the, uh, to the new queen. But on the whole, this is a royal family which seems to be relatively scandal-proof. It, it hasn't had... Uh, in recent years, huge amounts of controversy, and it seems to have just about navigated that difficult balance between um, being available to the people and being seen in public and part of the people, but not going so far that all your sort of dirty laundry is being aired in public. Yeah. So, so they're low on ceremonial in terms of uh, scepters and orbs and crowns and all the rest of it. And just looking online at various pictures of them and their children, um, you know, the Queen Mary now and uh, King Frederick and their kids. I think the eldest is probably about 18 or 19 now, but they four kids all look very normal, all carrying on in just like any kids do. Yes, that's right. And the, the, the kids are very much part of the public image of the family. I believe they're all enrolled in, um, in public schools, not private schools. Uh, I, I was told by uh, a few, a few uh, royal revelers down at the coronation, uh, sorry, at the accession, and, 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 and they seemed 
very happy about that, the idea that the, uh, that the royal children are, are not being educated privately. Again, speaking to that theme of them being close to the people. Mm. Um, and of course, the Danes have watched those kids grow up um, over nearly two decades now, in the case of the eldest. Uh, and they're very much part of the future of the royal family too. So mm. I'm sure they'll be continuing yeah. to follow them with interest. And finally, James, what of Queen uh, Margareta, who has now abdicated, I mean, will she be still in evidence, do you think, or will she kind of hide away? I think she will still, as you put it, be in evidence. There is some discussion about her possibly playing a role in some public events, but obviously in a much more low-key uh, fashion in order to make sure that the focus is all on the new king. She did step down or abdicate uh, on health reasons, so uh, it's not quite clear how much that might impact her ability to do any public events in future. And having been on the throne for five decades now, I think that uh, Danes will probably be quite understanding if she wants to take a take a, a step back from now on. James Rothwell, Berlin correspondent with the Daily Telegraph. Thank you very much for telling us about the new King Frederick of uh, Denmark. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.